Okay, I've got a microphone, but I don't know how to like work it. I'm not very like good with technology. This is Faith and a Christian podcast exploring faith in real life with young people. Welcome to Faith and a podcast about faith in real life for young people. I am Ruth and we've got Andy here as well. Hello, how are we doing? podcast host here every week with you. Um, we're having a good week. How is lockdown for you, Andy, in three words? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Great. I'm glad you feel that way. I'm sure that's not how a lot of people are feeling during lockdown. Oh, but maybe we should, we should learn from you in this. Um, but today we have a very exciting special guest. We have the lovely Lexi. Lexi, can you tell us who you are and why you're here? Hello, I'm Lexi. I was originally from Ulverston in Cumbria and I am doing a gap year in the Isle of Man doing Christian youth work with a charity called SUMT. What's one good thing that's happened during this good year, this year for you? <laughs> a lot of good things. Like the main good thing is that I've made so many good connections with like the youth. And I especially I help out on a Friday with a youth group in a Methodist church and they're just so great. And I feel like I feel like they're my kids now <laughs> <laughs> because they're all just so nice and they all actually like me. And it's just great. I feel like I'm being like used so much by God, and and it's just great to actually feel like at home here. That's really cool. I assume you stay in contact with your family and friends back in Alverston and other places you've been. How? What's your main form of communication to them? Uh, well, I mainly use WhatsApp because it's. I quite like it. I like that. I don't know. It feels more private than than um facebook like it just feels i just like the layout as well more and um i've got a little family group chat going on it's only a recent thing you know because now covid 19 is a thing everyone's suddenly more like oh this person i haven't spoken to in like two years hey Um, which is actually really (laughs) nice (laughs) yeah yeah, isn't it weird though how the lockdown has really or well in my life I don't know about you guys um has changed communication that I now talk to my family so much more and we do zoom quizzes and things like that together and all these people have been getting in contact like you say like why is this I can't quite figure it out I know it's so random so much so I reckon it's because like before lockdown was a thing like I could see people on the island so, like, I didn't really think about, like, contacting my family back at home because I was like, well, I'm seeing new people now. But now, like, everyone is, like, the same amount of, like, distance away kind of thing because you can't see anyone. So now yeah. everyone's, like, in the same, like, boat. So, like, it doesn't matter if you're contacting someone who's, like, down the road or someone who's, like, back at home. It's, like, the same. So suddenly you're, like, I don't know. I've just had this, like, a realisation that, like, probs could have kept in contact with people more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, same with everyone. I definitely could have as well. I'm having that um realization too. Oh, of course. I think we all have it at the moment. You know, I think you're right. The fact that everyone is the same distance is a huge factor in everyone being more online. 
and being on their screens. And, you know, it's just, a, for some time, I find it horrid that we're just spending so much time on screens. I know. You know, oh, yeah. I have to have time out, like put myself yeah. on time out from screen. We do, because I keep getting headaches from staring at my phone screen all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's everything, isn't it? It's work. Yeah. It's, because we're, all our meetings, when normally we would be sat face-to-face with people, and now on a screen, and emails so much more. I've got so many emails, so many emails in my inbox. And then I look at my phone, and there's a load of WhatsApp messages, and then I sit down and go, okay, not going to do any of that. But then I sit and watch the TV and I'm still on a screen. And so I have to make a real conscious yeah. effort to put technology away and do something different. Yeah. So you're using WhatsApp. Do you use any other social media, Lexi, to keep in touch with people? Um, yes, I use WhatsApp. I use Facebook Messenger and like the calls on Facebook Messenger and recently Zoom is now a thing that is just yeah. used for like everything all of a sudden <laughs> like where did it come from I don't know <laughs> so I've been using lots of Zoom and I do use Facebook as well but like I did delete it for a bit but now that like I can't see anyone I've kind of come back to it so that I can like keep in contact with like my home church and stuff and I have Instagram do you, yeah do you TikTok no, I don't TikTok, but all of my youth group are obsessed with TikTok and they've all learnt like the little dances and stuff. And I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm not getting it. Firstly, because I'm like, I feel a little bit old for it now. You know, I'm getting a bit old. I'm like, I feel like it's a youth thing. And I'm like, you know, I'm 20, not a youth anymore. Uh, and secondly, I just, I would get addicted. Like, I just would. I just know what I'm like. I wouldn't be off it. I would just become a TikToker. And just like, no, Lexi, you, don't do it. I believe the word is internet sensation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. Like, I deleted Snapchat because I got a bit addicted, so. You use Instagram as well, don't you, Lexi? I do use Instagram. I haven't, like, it's an art account, so it doesn't actually have me on it. I mean, it does have me on it, but it has pictures of me on it. So, like, it makes me feel better because I'm a little bit paranoid that I'm going to get stalked. No one's going to stalk and kill you. It's okay. <laughs> Although everyone knows you're on the Isle of Man at the moment now. So. I know. <laughs> and everyone's just heard me say that I'm paranoid. So now they'll be like, oh, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think, following god affects the way you use social media the accounts you follow what you look at or you know because obviously that's that's a big thing i think for young people today i know there are young people who through tiktok have seen a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have seen uh through snapchat there was you know when it first came out it was deemed the worst thing possible because people were sending pin inappropriate pictures through and things like this so how do you think following God or having God in your life affects the way you you view social media and you use it or what you follow? Mm. I think it affects quite a lot. Like I follow quite a lot of like Christian accounts on Instagram that have like like Bible verses and stuff like that on it, which which helps me with my faith because it's like when I'm like scrolling through, there can be like quite a lot of like negative stuff. Um, so and that's like brings brings a positive light, brings God into a place where. He might not have been um but for me like if I see something that I'm like oh that that's like really not not right I shouldn't be on here like that's not going to be helpful for people um I usually like report it and it doesn't always actually do anything but like at least if it's like one person reporting then you don't know like more people might report it as well and then it might be removed so yeah especially stuff that's like 
accounts for like uh like about mental health but but like in a negative way like people put accounts that like they're meant to be like recovery accounts but they're like really not um and they're like just really triggering for people and like that's something that when I was younger like I used to look I used to like purposefully like seek them out those kind of accounts to like it kind of like in a way like triggering myself um mm-hmm. and I came to the realization that they were like really unhelpful for me so I deleted Instagram for a bit but then when I got it back I just like now if I like find an account like that I like just like immediately go off it like report it just like yeah stay away basically <laughs> thank you for sharing that Lexi because that's really um, helpful I hope that encourages other people to report things um, it's something I, qu- I quite often don't I'll just scroll past it and go oh I don't need to look at that um, but I think that's really important and I think actually that's what we're called to do as Christians as well isn't it it's not just about ignoring what is going wrong it's about standing up for what is right and 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 standing up for justice in this world um, so I think that is certainly a challenge to me today um and something that I can think about in my own life um but yeah like you say I'm I like to have encouraging things on my social media I have um I follow other Christians and things like that on my Instagram which like you say is just a nice change in the flow of as as you're scrolling through and you kind of almost get sucked back into reality don't you of oh yeah this isn't important yeah what is important maybe I should get off my phone now <laughs> when was it that I just last looked up um maybe that's just me uh but yeah I think it's it's really hard and I like to think that that God affects my whole life and how I live my whole life um and then I I find myself in a rut of scrolling through social media and finding myself in this place where God isn't affecting me mm-hmm. um and I think that's a really easy trap to fall into what do you think Andy yeah I mean I think I I only follow Christians really on my social media on Instagram and things like that so I'm not affected in that way like because I don't go scrolling to try and find people who I know and accounts who I want to follow and things like this I just tend to sort of like have Christians and live services and things like that because I am a good spiritual holy boy you are um, the most <laughs> holy one of us <laughs> But I think I've never really thought about the idea of blocking stuff if I was to come across it. And, you know, that's a really good point because actually sitting here thinking, well, yeah, it's me taking care of other people as well and pointing out that's not appropriate. I wouldn't want my young people to see that. I wouldn't want my kids to see that. So why is it there? But I think for me, it goes deeper than just this because I always come back to this idea of how am I affected by what I watch and what I see on social media, you know, and this idea of influencers being a job, you know, and if you speak to young people, they say, I want to be an influencer. So what does that mean in terms of my identity in God? You know, because actually there aren't many Christian influencers on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, on these programs. And so I wonder why that is. I wonder, Lexi, as you have grown up in the church and um, now you're doing a gap year and doing some youth work in that. Um, how do you influence the people around you and particularly young people? Yeah, it is quite challenging because you always have to be like careful what you say and like what you put online because like firstly like I'm a role model for young people so I need to be like setting that example all the time and also like the charity that I work for is like really like well respected on the island so I always have to be like careful like what I'm doing and like what I'm saying because I'm like I don't want to <laughs> put a bad name to to this charity 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I hope that I'm a positive influence. I try and always be kind and nice and put things online that's like positive. And I like I've started to like share my faith more, like even with people that aren't Christians now, mm-hmm. because like on my actual main Facebook page, because I wouldn't usually do that. So I didn't really usually like share things anyway. But now I'm like. I mean, I'm doing a gap year in Christian, so like people are gonna know that I'm a Christian. So, and like I'm not ashamed of it. So, yeah, I just like this is a video that we just made. Check it out. And I'm like, you never know who might watch that and be like, oh, maybe God's a thing. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to be an influence to like adults and people that aren't around me as well. Like people just generally who I'm friends with on Facebook. But do you think it's easier to influence people online through social media or to influence people in person, obviously not during lockdown? I think it's definitely easier to influence them in person because then they can like literally see how you're like reacting to things and like how like how you portray yourself and like whether you're kind to yourself or not. Whereas like on social media, you kind of like you can put your highlights kind of thing. Like, like for example, we do we have like a little group chat now with like some of the young people in, um, and we're like each of the staff members that's on there has like an, a day where they put like a message or like a challenge or something. And obviously, like mine are always gonna be like, oh, I did this really cool thing today, like woohoo, which is like great. And and then they can share what they've done and stuff. But like obviously not every day is like a good day for me and sometimes I'm just like oh I did like nothing good today and so if you're seeing like youth in person you can be like tell them all about your week and you're like oh I had a really rubbish day this day but then this day was really good and it's more like a realistic um picture of someone whereas online like there's no point in sharing that kind of stuff kind of thing so sometimes it can be a bit false. I often think that there's Facebook Christians who are like, yeah, the Christians who will go and they're like you're doing there. They're putting up these wonderful things like, oh, look at how God blessed me. Look at how God did this. But I often think that some young people fall into this trap of trying to present an image that is Christian and holy. And this is what, because they're told that's what's what's needed. That's what's wanted rather than just being real. Yeah, that's so true. Honestly, that is so true. Like seriously, for the whole of my like youth, I had no idea that other Christians doubted, like, ever. Like, I literally just thought that wasn't a thing. I thought I was the only person, like, ever. I was like, it must just be because I'm, like, young and I'm just immature. Like, I doubt all the time. But, like, when I got to, like, being an adult, I was like, you know, I feel like I'm not the only one. And then I, like, went to my house group and stuff and found out that loads of people, like, doubt all the time. But people just don't talk about it. And I was like, but we could have been helping each other this entire time. And I was like, I've literally lived my whole 18 years of my life thinking that I was the only person ever that doubts. Honestly, it was just crazy. It was a revelation. And I think, but I also think you get the other extreme where you meet someone in real life and you have no idea if they're a Christian, but you go on their social media and it's all about God, you know, and it's sort of that idea of the closet Christian where you hide away your faith because you don't want to share it with anyone. Mm-hmm. But online, you can do it easy because no one needs to know who you really are. You yeah. are you know, Facebook one, two, three. And that's your identity. <laughs> you know, Instagram smells dot com. But, you know, it's full of Christian stuff. Yeah, and yet they I meet totally you in agree. real life. You know, and there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And I think. 
you know, it links back to what we were talking about last week when we were talking about people taking the mickey out of you and how growing up it's really hard to share your faith with your friends. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's easier to share in those things, the good stuff and sort of the positives and be a Christian online and through social media rather than be real and true. You know, does social media then allow us to live these double lives? I think it does, doesn't it? And I think we see that both in Christian worlds and and not Christian worlds, whether we're talking about our faith or not. That you, as Lexi said, you put the highlights on your on your social media, don't you? So it's so easy um, to compare yourself to these people who have the perfect lives, and they're not perfect at all. It's just that we see a snapshot, we see a photo from their whole week. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't tell the whole story at all. But I wonder if um, as Christians or as people, either way, um, we need to marry these things up a little bit, that we have the good, the bad and our faith, don't we, in this that we've talked about. We have the good stuff that's going on that we want to share that's positive and encouraging to other people. We have the bad stuff, which is just real life, that life is not easy. We have rubbish days. Life is hard, isn't it? And then we have our faith that sits alongside all those things. And we share all of those things in different places and in different ways. But should we be sharing all of those in real life and on social media? Or is there a place for some things in different places? And is is that useful in some ways? I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I think that we definitely shouldn't be like sharing all of that online. Like, because I think that if you're in person, like, you you can choose what you share with, like, certain people. But, like, online, it's, like, you can't really choose, like, a kind of, like, everyone. Um, and it can put you in, like, a very, like, vulnerable position. But yeah. I do think that, I don't know, we should recognise that, like, that this isn't everything kind of thing. Like, that people's highlights isn't their whole life. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's all right. I don't think anyone's got the right answer. I mean, for me, I'm reminded of Jesus and then his core disciple group and then the slightly wider group and the slightly wider and then his public ministry. And I think for me, there is those moments of vulnerability that Jesus shares with the closest. Mm, Yeah. But not necessarily with the public. Mm. And I think that's the difficulty at the moment with social media. It's how we find those levels of intimacy those levels of friendship groups who we can be vulnerable with Mm. and those who and maybe we have a closer group who we are sharing the real stuff with you know Mm. and then we have the wider group so like you said you had your whatsapp family group you know and you'll you maybe tell them stuff that you don't want the wider world to know yeah i think that's true and i think we need to think about that intimacy and and vulnerability is a big thing isn't it of of who we are vulnerable with and who it's safe to be vulnerable with um but i was just thinking as you said about jesus and how he he shaped his life and ministry we also the public saw more than just one emotion from jesus yes they saw him happy and healing and things like that but they also saw him go into the temple and turn the tables where people were trading and things like that in a holy place so it wasn't all you know happy lovey-dovey stuff there was real emotion in, in that in there that the whole world would have seen or heard about 
Um, so I wonder if there's a way that we can control our, the intimacy and where we're vulnerable, but we do share all of life rather than just the good bits. Yeah, definitely. I think we have to learn to be real. And I think too many social media influences, too many times through things like the TikToks and Snapchat and things like that, we share just the really good snippets and we don't share all the outtakes to get to that really good one. You know, the photoshopped picture that makes it the perfect lighting um, rather than just the warts and all. But actually, I think as Christians, we're called to live a real life. And I think Jesus did show that even publicly warts and all. And that's where he's showing the different. And I think it is that different levels of emotion and being willing to be open and, on, and vulnerable and just have a real life and a real presence online. We're thinking about authenticity here, aren't we? Mm -hmm. That actually we are called to be authentic, whether that's in our real life or, or on social media. And, and that means that we can still control who we say what to and, and levels of detail we go into. So like we've been saying with our family, we might go into that more detail and be that more vulnerable, but that doesn't mean by sharing less, we can be less authentic with other people. I certainly find that in my job that um, I'm a youth minister and I like to be able to talk to my young people about what really is going on in my life. Um, and there's appropriate things and less appropriate things to share with with various different age groups along the way that that you you pick out the details that is appropriate for for that person or that group of people but you can still be authentic in that and so I wonder if if that might be the the kind of core of it the the authenticity of our life and our faith and who we are and I think that that ties back into what we've been looking at the last couple of weeks about identity because one of the biggest things we spoke about and you know for me it's a real big thing in who I am is that I'm real in who I am. If I believe in God, then then it has to affect every part of my life. You know, yeah. I can't be that closet Christian. I can't just hide away and bring him out on Sundays like I mm. used to do. Um, yeah. And that's being authentic. That's being real. That's being who God is calling me to be. And I think that that's tough. You know, and even now growing up and being a full-grown family man with kids and things like that, have I got it right? No. You know, but I'm on that journey. And I think that that's the reality. It's learning to be that authentic image of who God is calling me to be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I had like a really, I struggled with the whole integrity thing. Like when I first came to the island, I, I didn't actually know what integrity meant before I came. I know it's crazy. Um, and then I was like, oh no, like, am I an integral person? Like, I don't know, because I was, I was getting a bit like stressed out because I was quite like anxious and things when I first came but then I was like having to like meet young people and I was like having to like kind of pretend that I was like you know more positive than I was actually feeling uh, and I was like oh I'm like not an integral person because I'm like putting on an act and I'm not actually being who I am but then like I realized that I was being who I was I was just like it was just a different part of me that I was having to like pull out so I was like, I was not like I was putting on how positive I was being. I was just like, I just wasn't saying the negative parts kind of thing. And I realized that actually you can be like authentic and act differently in different situations, like when it's appropriate. And so, yeah, 
I agree with what you said. I haven't known you for very long, like too, but even mm. over the few months that I have, um, you seem to be becoming more confident in your faith and in sharing it. Um, so I wonder if you have any advice or practical tips for the people who are listening um, about that, what you've been through, maybe um, your journey to becoming more authentic and more comfortable sharing your faith, whether that's um, in person with people or online. Is there any advice or any tips you could give to our listeners? Yeah, I think that I've become more confident in sharing my faith because I am more confident in my faith. Like I have, I didn't really read the Bible that much or really do any like personal devotion before I came to the Isle of Man. And I thought that I was like a good Christian. I mean, you know, good Christian. Um, And I thought that I was like doing the right things. But like when I came to the Isle of Man, they said like, oh, we expect you to be doing like personal devotions and stuff. And I was like, oh no, like what even is that? I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Um, So I was like, oh, I should probably start reading the Bible, shouldn't I? And I realised I literally just knew nothing. I mean, I knew some things. I knew the main stories like Daniel and his lions and, you know, Noah and his ark. I didn't know like specific stories or specific Bible chapters and books like I just didn't know much so I started to like learn more went to a theology course I actually know a little bit more now I don't know a lot but I do know a little bit more and like the more that I learn the more that I'm like oh man like the bible is so crazy it's so cool oh my god it's so amazing I'm just like learning more and more and it's made me like so much more confident in my faith because I'm like I actually know bible verses and I actually know what's in the bible and like I can be like I can be one of those people that goes, oh, this reminds me of a Bible verse in Ephesians 4, verse 35. <laughs> like, I just like, I've always wanted to be one of those people. And finally, I kind of am a lot of those people. It's great. <laughs> so knowing more and reading the Bible more has definitely helped me share my faith more. Like, I don't really care that much anymore, like whether I'm, I'm going to be judged. Because like I know uh-huh. that I believe in God and I know that, I'm doing a Christian gap year and that's what I want to be doing and I have seen God like work with me and with young people and like I've seen like amazing things happen and like I know that I think that's God so I just I'm like you know I don't really care what other people think anymore like if they want to judge me and think that I'm crazy go for it but like you're the other one that's missing out so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's so great and that linked so beautifully in with what Andy said um in one of the previous episodes um about him just being confident in who he is in God and that's a bit of a rocky thing sometimes but as a general rule he's got to this point in his life where he knows he's a child of God and he knows he's loved by God and that is the most important thing so when other people don't like that that's okay yeah I mean at the end of the day it's not my problem it's not your problem it's their problem you know but I also think and I want to recognize that it's a journey and it's hard for young people and you know we have to be as older people willing to let them be on that journey and discover that themselves yeah definitely like in the past I've like tried so hard to get people to believe and it's like worn me down because I've like I've had friends or like young people just yeah or family and I've just been like trying so hard to like convert them I'm like come on God's real look (laughs) trying so hard and actually like I can't convert someone like God is the one that's going to convert someone and sometimes like you just can't do anything like you can just listen and tell them what you believe because like the more you like try so hard to like 
convert someone, the more they're just going to be like, go away. <laughs> so yeah, 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 now that I've realised that there's not actually all I can do is share what I believe. It's like helped so mm. much. And I've just been so much more at peace with like people that I'm friends with that aren't believers. That's really good. So what about you, Ruth? What are your top four or five tips for social media and faith, whether that's about sharing your faith, being authentic, being real? What would you say? Um, standing up to stuff that is wrong is really important, which I didn't realise that that was going to be one of my top tips until Lexi said it so wonderfully at the start of this episode. Um, yeah, we need to, to stand up for other people and look after other people in our world. So I think that's a really important thing that we shouldn't be afraid to use the block or report or or whatever else um i think we need to learn slowly what where is and isn't appropriate to share things so that vulnerability thing and um finding good support networks um can be within social media or not within social media um and finding those places to share various different things um and yeah I think this thing of authenticity is really um the biggest thing on my heart and this goes um it goes right back to identity doesn't it of I am being authentic when I am acting in a way that shows I'm a love child of God and so if I'm doing that in my job I'm being authentic if I'm doing that with my family and friends I'm being authentic if I'm acting in that way when I'm on social media and being authentic so I think that's the thing that I need to keep in the front of my mind and so that's what I'd encourage other people to do is to really find out who they are in the knowledge that they are a loved child of God and then to to live with that in the front of their mind and affecting all their decisions whether it's in real life or social media life because they can be a bit different can't they <laughs> yeah definitely I think for me the biggest thing is to remember that not everything you see is real because we always we see something and I know people aspire to be like what they see but not everything you see on social media is real so yeah I reckon that's a good place to uh, say thank you for listening and hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast and uh, hopefully you want to come back next week and see what we're talking about then Uh, I think it's going to be something to do with faith and 